Let's reignite the fire in your romance with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070. The answer. All right, America, I know you're resetting your clocks. Late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, let's reset our, kind of our our direction in our minds, right? Our thought process right now. To stop, we're going to stop talking about politics for a little bit and can and the, the Jew hate and the godless behavior of the Democrats and the liberals and the anti-Semitism. I, I know. Just put it aside for a second. And let's just take a moment, one segment a week, to talk about what God has created. Marriage. Holy matrimony. Right? I always talk about, I say, the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. And it requires a segment once a week. And that's why Denise, my bride, comes on in the prior segment to kind of get us ready for it. And now we're in the zone. You can go to our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show, and catch marriage tip number 251 written by my buddy, my pal, Robert Kosick. Wrote the book Honor the Vow years ago. That's how we met. Uh, he's a marriage uh, coach and church deacon, all-around great guy, and just speaks all the time about marriage and, and the relationship of, of God in your heart and marriage and all that. Mr. Kosick, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, Sam. Kind of a Yucky day out, but good day to kind of snuggle up, huh? Ain't that the truth? By the way, they're doing construction outside our TV studio, so why you'll hear some drilling going on a little bit in the background okay. right now. Just to let you know, it's not it's not you, it's us. <laughs> it's <not> me. Um, <laughs> marriage tip number two hundred and fifty-one, folks. Get your husbands, get your wives. The topic is social media. Touched on it briefly with Denise, but here's Mr. Cossack's tip. Social media has become a staple component in a lot of people's lives as a great way to keep up with family and friends. However, a recent study on the impact of excessive use of social media on a marriage found that couples who had a 20% increase in social media use correlated to a 4.3% increase in divorce amongst the same couples. The study also found that 11% of couples who limited their social media use were happier in their marriage. That I can stop right there. Sir, that makes total sense. Total sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they're sitting there comparing each other, right? They're saying, well, that because social media, we all know, it, it's a good tool to use for advertising and, and all kinds of marketing, keeping up with people, but but you're only seeing what people want you to see about their life. Oh, that family is so perfect. That family is so wonderful. And, and look how great the husband treats the wife and the wife treats the husband because that's the fabricated in a lot of cases, what they put out there. I mean, you, you watch the kids. Hey, take a selfie. Take another selfie. They take 50 selfies. Okay, that one looks good enough to post. It's not reality. <laughs> that one's finally good enough to make everybody think my world is perfect. And unfortunately, yeah, in a lot of cases, it's not. And when you start getting on the social media and you overuse it, you start getting this unrealistic view of the world, and you wonder why your world isn't so unrealistically fantastic also. And it just causes all kinds of problems because it's a lot of it's not real. It's it's fake. And I'll get to Robert Kosick, our America. You're listening to our world-famous marriage talk segment, Fridays at 8.30 Central, 9.30 East Coast. Uh, and before I get to the, the boundaries, I'll go back to the initial paragraph. Couples who had a 20% increase in social media use correlated to a 4.3% increase in divorce. Well, first of all, how come you're not staring at your wife? Put down the device. I mean, I, I run, or I shouldn't say I, my company, 512 New Media, runs social media accounts. And I, yep. we have, so I don't stare at it. And we, this is what we do for a living. We run the accounts, we do the videos and the memes. And we, I still don't stare at the screen. I'd rather stare at my wife. Y'all need to put oh, it yeah. down and eyeball your wives like when you were dating, right, Mr. Kosick? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the way it's supposed to be. And, and, and again, these aren't like silver bullet kind of statistics. It's not like increase 20% and there's a 100% chance of divorce, but, but any percent is a bad percentage. It's huge. And 4.3 is not, not a small number. That's, that's a big, big number relative to uh, the number of people using stuff. And it's not that big of a change, 20%. It's not that much time to do it, but it's a distraction. It's a pulling you away from, and it, it's time that could be utilized to your spouse. And if you think about it, spouses spend on average five minutes a day having uh, deep, normal, one-on-one conversation with each other, only five minutes. And I bet they spend 20, 30 minutes on, on social media. So Probably. if they flip those two, their, their marriage would go through the roof. And like the statistic says, you'll be a happier couple if you're spending less time on social media and more time staring and talking at each other. Through that. All right, so he got, and this is on our world-famous marriage talk segment. It's on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show, social media boundaries and rules to discuss and agree on. One, what is excessive use? Two, allowable and appropriate friends. And three, full access for dirty laundry. Let's start with excessive use. What is, and it's going to be different. I, I think, you know, a couple minutes is yeah. excessive if I'm having dinner with you. What do you think? Uh, talk about excessive yeah, so, use. Yeah, it's a little different. Like, like at my house, my wife, she's doing social media, not so much really to keep up with all the friends and family. That kind of stuff. She's just seeing what the kids are doing. That's okay. Take a little bit of time. She's doing it. She's sharing with me. We have a conversation about it. So it kind of engages us a little bit, uh, so it's not a bad thing. But when you're looking at the, the folks who are spending hours and hours and hours looking at social media stuff at the expense of time with your spouse, then that becomes excessive. But that's going to be an individual assessment. And, and what I think is excessive and what my spouse, my, what Kathy thinks is, is excessive, is probably going to be a little different. But you need to agree on that so that you're not just assuming that my 10 hours on social media is okay when you think it should only be one hour. And, <laughs> True. Yeah. And number two, allow, appropriate and allowable friends. Some media, some of your social media friends can create undue stress on your marriage. I said a, a girl that I dated, I think in eighth grade I dated her, ninth grade, reached out for a reunion. And I told Denise, I'm like, you know, whatever. And she's like, fine. And she, she has access and she sees all the, the, uh, the quote, friends. Talk to me about um, appropriate and allowable friends. Yeah, you and Denise covered it very well. And we had the same thing. My wife and I was kind of a fluke thing. Within like a month. I had two ex-girlfriends, and she had an ex-boyfriend reach out to her through social media. It was, it was the weirdest thing. And we both shared it with each other. We both talked about how we should respond to those people, whether we should engage conversation with them or not engage conversation with them. In our case, we decided that that relationship, those relationships that we had had, it would be very inappropriate to reconnect at this stage. And I simply wrote them back and said, look, I appreciate your reaching out and wanting to connect on social media. I know you don't mean anything uh, inappropriate by doing that, but it would be a, an act of dishonor to my spouse to befriend somebody that I had dated uh, in the past, and therefore I'm going to deny your uh, friendship Very strong. request. Very strong. Robert yeah. <clears throat> and my wife is confident. She's not jealous. She's not afraid of me fooling around or doing anything. She's not afraid of that. But that was just one more nail in the coffin of, okay, he's committed to me. I don't have to worry about him. Right. Yeah, and Denise, just solid. Came up, Denise came up with a weird, like, all right, as long as you – Anybody who you're with within two years of meeting me, I don't, I don't think it's appropriate. But anything after two years, yeah. I'm like, okay, odd, but we'll go with it. And, and that's, that's why you got to talk about it. Yeah, because these two girls that reached out to me and the one that reached out to my wife were ten year ago people, fifteen year ago people, and uh, it was the, it was the level of the relationship that we had had that we used as a benchmark. And right. so we said, no, that yeah. that was too deep of a level that you guys had. That's not appropriate anymore. Uh, real quick, full access and dirty laundry, those two things. Our world-famous marriage talk segment with Robert Kosick. Talk to me. 
Open it up to everybody. If you're, you shouldn't hide something. Those statistics are powerful. Eight percent of couples admit to having a secret page. That's that's horrible. That's just, that's just a recipe for a disaster for your marriage. And it probably is why the next statistics of 130 million people per month visit those uh, sites that uh, that one particular site that encourages and helps put together couples to have an affair. It, it, you, you just don't hide anything. My wife has full access. She gets my email on her phone. I get her email on my phone. Not because I care, I want to see something, but just in, just it's there. Just if you know it's there, it's just another thing that says just in case you were thinking about it. There, there's a little bit of a safety net there, kind of like wearing your seatbelt in the car. You really hope you never have an accident, but but if you ever get in one, you're really gonna be happy you had that seatbelt. So if my wife has access to all my stuff, if I ever even get think about being attempted to do something stupid, I'm gonna know right off the bat she's gonna see it. So so that just helps people not ever go into that. Uh, Real quick, dirty, dirty laundry on social media. Robert Kosick, obviously, that is just a dumb. I've seen that. It's, it's uh, just, that's, that breaks my heart when I see that. that that's, a, that's a no-brainer. Just don't be so stupid to air your laundry on, and, air, you know, dirty laundry uh, on social media because it doesn't work. Don't, don't, yeah, don't share your arguments with Mark Zuckerberg. It's never a good idea. Hot yeah, and heavy, mar- heavy marriage tip. Private conversations also on our Facebook page real quick. One of the best ways to enhance your marriage and your intimacy is to incorporate private conversations with your spouse, intimate notes, texts, and whispers are all great, great ways to remind your spouse you are still emotionally and physically attracted to them. A spouse who is receiving that confirmation home won't need to seek it through social media. I always say, man, guys, te- send an R-rated text to your wife. Ladies, send an R-rated text to your husband. And that is a great way to start the weekend. Mr. Cosby. It's a wonderful way. And, of course, I always throw in the caveat, don't send it if you don't mean it. Because <laughs> that can totally screw the guy up. <laughs> just please mean it if you send it. Uh, but uh, but that that all stuff that we just talked about up there in the social media stuff, it's all triggered by not having that type of attraction and attention and connection at the house. So whatever you were thinking about doing on social media, just do it with your spouse, like you were talking about, and you never have to worry about all those other statistics that we just talked about. It's just it's I love you and I want to be with you and I'm attracted to you and and, and it, no one else is ever going to come before you. All those Amen. little nuances that you throw in here by sending those little salty kind of notes and stuff to your spouse lets them know, okay, he's still attracted to me, he still loves me, he still wants to be with me emotionally and physically. We're good, and and it's just a wonderful way to do it with those little notes and text Amen. messages and whatnot. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Go to uh, our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show, and you'll see the uh, world-famous marriage talk segment tip number 251. Props to you, by the way, for writing 251 of these. Our Thank you. Robert, Robert Kosick, uh, honorthevow.com. Sir, that uh, brings to a close our segment fo- focusing on the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. All right. You have a phenomenal and blessed weekend, Sam. You two blessings to you and Kat. Have a wonderful, fantastic weekend. We'll do it again next Friday, sir. Thank you. You got it. Now, just because we're finished doesn't mean y'all stop flirting with your husbands and wives. Play footsies if you're in the kitchen or hold each other's hands or grab a cheap field or something. Chase them like when you were when you were newlyweds in that tiny little apartment wherever y'all were. Back in a second. AM 1070, the answer. you get into me, I am so into you. 